This episode of Tinfoil Tales comes with a content warning and a reminder that this podcast is for mature audiences only. Unless I haven't been paying attention, man, the moon doesn't look normal. You keep the pressure on, correct? We stay until we win, is that right? At the moment, you're under arrest for incitement. Have you guys been following me? We're winning, folks. Okay, we're winning. We're pushing back the dark. You ask simply two questions to find a filthy Freemason demolet. Where did you go to school? Which primary school? Which high school? And who's your daddy? Uh, so we're going to have to very soon, you and I, friends, you know, I'm talking to our audience. I can see a very big audience gathering online. Thank you. Uh, you and I very soon are going to have to actualize our uh, fifth density psionic capacitance for telepathy. And we won't need to use these platforms <laughs> whatsoever. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tim Foyle Tales. I'm Sauce. Hello, listeners. I'm Sandy. So today we are going to talk about international wellness guru and founder of the International Tribunal for Natural Justice, Sasha Stone. The clip you just heard was Sasha thinking about ways to beat the shadow ban. I don't know if I'm ready for them to start communicating telepathically. <laughs> well, maybe Tammy was on to something after all. Oh, you know that's where they're all headed. <laughs> uh, if you don't know who Sasha is, and this is a little bit topical, it was kind of Russell Brand before, oh, before Russell Brand. Sorry. God, I hope he wasn't. Well, you know, there might be some allegations about that somewhere in his past, no doubt. No, if there is, we know it's a grand conspiracy, don't Correct. we? Correct. <laughs> Look, he's got the long hair. He wears lots of jewellery, flowing clothes. In Very fact, boho. if he was on a boat, you might be excused for thinking he was actually Captain Jack Sparrow. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, just a little bit of a disclaimer. We definitely won't be covering everything on Sasha. That would take maybe three episodes. He is a content king. He's only been at this for like how long was it? Oh, a long years? time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we will try to touch on the main points. So, yeah, he's been around for a long time and is interwoven into the freedom movement across the globe, actually. He is a 5G guy, a new age guy. He's a COVID denier, a believer in the global cabal. But before all of that, he was a musician. Careless people driven daily by the keeper and bitter dangers Shadow Very cool. Very <laughs> Michael Hutchins vibes, hey? There's a few cool musicians in the movement, like Dalacoma Rio, for example. He covers In Excess. Ladies, look him up. Trust me. <laughs> Just try to look past the fact he's a COVID-denying anti-vaxxer and has some pretty wild ideas. 
does have really nice hair. Oh, and his singing voice is a little bit – he does these um, live versions, very, very like raw versions, and, you know, sometimes it might be a little bit off-key and his voice is a little bit raspy, but when you kind of look at it, you go, mm-hmm. when you When you kind of squint your eyes and put one finger in your ear, he sounds fine. He sounds fine. Nah, he's actually – he's pretty cool. <laughs> I do love finding the musicians. Um So why are we talking about Sasha today? Well, he started popping up a little bit more often. World's gone mad. And I hear a little bird tells me on the way here that they're planning a few surprises for September. Word has it, friends, they're planning to imprison you in your own homes again. What do you say to that? Get thee behind me, Satan! A little bird tells me they're planning to prevent you from moving freely upon the surface of this God-given earth. What do you say to that? Get thee behind me, Satan! The little bird tells me they're planning to asphyxiate your children and your parents from God-given oxygen. God-given sunlight, what do you say to that? Get thee behind me, Satan! And the little bird told me they're planning to inject mRNA genetic therapy into every single child in this blessed country. What do you say to that? Satan is in the temple, friends. In the temple. That's where we're at. Outside, there is a tribulation. Outside, there is a reckoning. But in here, in here, there is salvation. There is redemption. And it's in you. Everyone in this tent. This is the temple. This is the temple, my friends. Don't you know it? Can you feel it? The apocalypse comes in images. Government gives you two things. I've studied it for half a century. I grew up in a godless war. Government gives you two things. Mind control and trafficking. That's it, baby. That's it. That was Sasha at the recent General Mike Flynn Hootnanny that we spoke about last week. Oh, that was the one that Maria Z was at, eh? Correct. So you can see how this works. Alex Jones says that someone told him that airlines had already been briefed on lockdowns coming. Sasha Stone gets up and rashes up the language. And next minute, Bunnings are telling their staff that lockdowns are happening in September and Guru's talking about it from the good ship lollipop. Oh, and Smoke and Joe is telling the cop about it at the Save the Kids event. Brad Bevan is literally screaming about it down the streets of Aubrey late at night. We all know how this works. Absolute drones with no original or independent thought. But far out, things move fast in this movement. <laughs> they do, from Alex Jones to Albury. Yeah. <laughs> it truly is a global movement. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Albury. So Sasha was born in 1966 in Zimbabwe or Rhodesia, as it was back then. And like we said, he's been in this business for a long time. 
All the way back in 1999, he launched Humanitad, whose mission reads, Humanitad is dedicated to inspiring tolerance and goodwill between people of all nations and faiths. It is committed to ushering in a new era of truth, transparency, and right-mindedness, whilst inspiring growth in the spiritual framework within which we function as a species. Wow. That's nice and vague with a touch of spirituality. (laughs) Yes, it is. But you know what was a little bit weird, Sandy? I had a look on their website. There's an awful lot of photos of Sasha at United Nations events. Oh. In fact, it looks like he worked for them at some point, setting up events for award ceremonies. And then there was a couple of photos of Sasha with people from the Vatican. (laughs) And one with representatives from the Knights of Malta. Ooh, that feels, well, a tiny bit controversial. God, I can't wait for Karen Brewer to take a look at his background. I know. Trust me, I went and looked and searched her telegram. Empty. Not a re- <laughs> not a reference. I was come devastated. Come on, Karen. Come devastated. on, Karen. Who's his daddy? Exactly. Well, I'm going to tell you who his daddy was, actually, a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> for those who might not have heard of the Knights of Malta, The general belief is that they are a super secret organization that's full of the elites. President Bush, Tony Blair, Rupert Murdoch, the head of the CIA are all alleged members. And they're behind the assassination of JFK, the Iraq War, and many other world events. They are also referred to as the most powerful group known to man and agents of the Dark Lord. (laughs) So having a picture with them feels a bit weird. What the heck, Sasha? (laughs) Yeah. Quick history lesson. The Knights of Malta were founded in the 11th century, originally to tend to Christian pilgrims in the Holy Land. They then evolved into a fearless military machine, and at the Vatican's request, they turned Malta into a fortress against the Ottoman Empire. Nowadays, they just maintain traditions and do relief work around the world. Yeah, sure, Sauce. Trying to make us think they're just misunderstood good guys. Well, you really are earning those Soros bucks. (laughs) Skip forward to 2013 and Sasha founded the New Earth Project, which in his words is, the world's most integrated movement spreading sustainable, sovereign and self-determining communities New Earth operates as a universal trust, engaging micronation by treaty and exists outside of fictitious enclosures dreamt up by self-serving corporation governments and institutions. Okay, (laughs) so we've gone from tolerance and goodwill towards all nations to nations and governments are a fictitious construct. Wow, (laughs) common law, it comes for everyone eventually. It looks like the New Earth Project had a pretty broad set of things they were working on, from a truth and reconciliation program to a human bioresonance project. A human what now project? Great question. (laughs) All I can tell you is that it aimed to develop a research and education centre integrating the sphere of human thought into an integral educational curriculum to be promoted through the New Earth Institute and serving as a technology transfer hub 
for implementation of innovation in bioresonance and consciousness technologies. I am so glad you said that. Now it's clear as mud. I know those were words, uh, but I don't know if I actually understand what any of them meant in that sentence. Well, I think maybe that's the point of a lot of this stuff. It's just word salad that sounds ultra intellectual and lets them just drone on and on for hours. The New Earth Project also ran events under the banner New Earth Festival. And of course, a new project (laughs) needs a new motherhood statement, which is the festival's purpose was to catalyse community initiatives, transmuting one of the world's most unsustainable endeavours into a life-enhancing adventure. I wonder if they think about how much they can charge for tickets when they write this stuff. I mean, it sounds so deeply fulfilling. So I'm going to open my wallet. I would love to know who writes the marketing content. Oh, I think Sasha does. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, pretty sure he does. So the 2019 New Earth Festival ran for three days in Bali at New Earth Haven, which unsurprisingly belongs to Sasha. From a marketing standpoint, though, just kudos on the branding. New Earth this, New Earth that, New Earth something else. So what did they do? Well, they actually did a lot. The agenda was very full. There was obviously a lot of yoga, a lot of sound baths, a lot of self-help stuff. There was musical acts and DJs. You could attend a panel discussion or a workshop. One of the guest panel members was Russell Simmons, (laughs) the founder of Def Jam Records for some reason. And another was a guy who is an Ivory Coast chief. So, oh, wow. yeah, it was diverse. They also had movie nights. Dale Bigtree was there to premiere Vaxxed. And Sasha debuted his movie, 5G Apocalypse Extinction Event. It's important to understand what the 5G is doing and what they say it's doing. We're told on the IEEE beam-forming document that this technology cooked your eyes like eggs in World War II. And you all need to understand, these are military weapons, these are assault frequencies. garner nothing more than that that's what you need to know it's microwave radiation warfare is what this is shit that sounds scary as fuck (laughs) and it's just the opening sequence on the screen words flash up directed energy target acquired biological terrorism (laughs) finishing with the tagline an existential threat to people and planet wow and here i was thinking it was just giving me better phone service I have to tell people, 5G is a killer. I'm Mark Steele. Anybody who hasn't heard me, I'm a weapons systems head-up display expert, I'm one of the leading experts in the world. I've actually broke cover in relation to this. And the reason I became an expert was because I invented them. What I'm going to say to you today, 
Do not believe a single word I say. Not one. I want you to do your own research. You'll find it's absolutely terrifying. So that was Mark Steele, who is the central character in the movie. And I need to describe that scene to you. We always have to describe the scenes because they just bring the theatrics to everything they do. So he's standing at a lectern. The room is dark and he has a spotlight shining on him. He's wearing a dark suit and he's got dark glasses on. His title comes up as Weapon System Head of Display Expert and states that he broke cover to talk about it. The LARP feels really strong in this one. Very, very strong. So in response to his call for us to do our research, we did. And nothing at all comes up when you search Weapons Systems Head of Display Experts. <laughs> so Mark believes that 5G is 3D mapping all of our homes and is in fact a target acquiring system. The example he gives is that people could use 5G to take out a judge sitting on an important case. And I'm sorry, but I have to set the scene again. When he says this, he is being interviewed on camera by Sasha. He's sitting in front of a mirror. Again, he's wearing the dark glasses. And we can see Sasha in the reflection in the mirror. It's very dramatic. (laughs) It is. Sasha's like got his hand like on his chin, nodding along as as Mark speaks. I wonder who was the creative director. Probably Sasha. It's too much. So Mark became obsessed with 5G back in 2016 after his neighbour told him that since the council had installed new streetlights, they had developed nosebleeds. This led Mark to believe that the lampposts secretly contained components of the 5G network. Oh, God. While the council denied it, Mark became more and more vocal in his beliefs, saying 5G was a deadly technology that had killed over 500 people and that lampposts were being used to create kill grids. And he didn't stop there also saying that his local council were effectively causing cancer and microwaving babies in their beds. Oh, my God. Those were his words, everyone, not mine. Oh, save the children and the babies. (laughs) There are a lot of facts and charts in this documentary, Uh, but then there are experts like Max Egan, (laughs) David Icke. So I'll leave it up to our discerning listeners to decide on the veracity of the claims. This is going to eviscerate microbial DNA inside human beings, which is our effective operating system, number one. So it may not impact human DNA in laboratory experiments right now. And they're saying it doesn't impact human DNA. But given that human DNA is less than 1% of the cellular DNA in the human body, the rest of the cellular DNA is microbial. And we know that this will eviscerate microbial DNA. So we're talking about a takedown of the operating system of human beings. Exactly, exactly. I couldn't have put it better myself. So that was Sasha again, this time explaining that the world is going to be taken down by 5G. But don't worry, Sandy, Sasha's got you. Oh, thank God for that. He's made you a 5G bioshield. Yes. Yep, for only $650. Oh. You can purchase the 5G bioshield, which through a process of quantum oscillation, rebalances and reharmonizes the disturbing frequencies arising from the electric fog induced by devices such as laptops and tablets. Holy. Mm. 
The device is housed in a clear perspex block with a picture of St. George slaying a dragon on it. (laughs) And the co-inventor of the product describes the device as containing new energy embedded in a sticker. Oh, here we go again. Okay, take my money. You might want to hold on to your money, Sandy, because it turns out the 5G BioShield was nothing more than a cheap, unbranded USB thumb drive. Oh, well, that's a shame. The LED light bulbs in your home invariably contain the micro or nanotech lens flare capacitors which will receive the 5G signaling. And it will proliferate the 5G signaling everywhere by uh, exploding the signal into uh, billions of photons which will target everything all at the same time. This is stealth technology. This is invisible uh, science. But what it means in simple terms is that you will be flagged up, visible, uh, trackable inside your own home. Anywhere you move on the surface of the earth, they will have a lock and load tracking capability over you. You will be visible to invisible masters. Each one of us, all the time. Today, our governments and uh, the corporate sector have managed somehow to infiltrate the mainframe of our civilization and are pushing through a $20 trillion infrastructural rollout without any, and I mean without any, health science running behind it. There have been no tests. Your government and your health authorities are either in collusion on this matter of genocide and ecocide, or they're just damned stupid, and I would suggest it is the latter. Right, back to that Bali retreat. As we said, it went for three days, but it actually went for five. The last two days were set aside for the International Tribunal for Natural Justice, another of Sasha's many projects. So what's different about this versus all the other projects he has? This one has trials, which means they have judges. The main man is Chief Justice Sir John Walsh of Branagh. Uh oh. <laughs> I think I'm starting to understand what the International Tribunal for Natural Justice might be about. John Walsh's legal credentials are real, but perhaps exaggerated. But the Chief Justice name is just an International Tribunal of Natural Justice, which we will refer to as ITNJ here. It's just one of their titles, and he is not actually a sir. In fact, he ended up in court on Norfolk Island about these very things back in 2017. So they have hearings, and yes, that is an inverted commas, by the way, and they submit paperwork. But their paperwork results in zero, and their hearings are just them in a conference room talking to each other. (laughs) At one of their meetings, they were addressed by Robert O. Young, an American naturopath who was jailed for illegally practicing medicine. He claimed that mandating vaccines is part of the depopulation plan and that Bill Gates wants to kill 3 billion people, that international health agencies are using chemical warfare against all of us, the viruses are not real, that vaccines are poison. Mm. wonder why he went to jail. Uh, so many naturopaths mm-hmm. are like illegally practicing their medicine. Yeah, yeah. And all of that stuff is stuff that Maria Z has parroted, by the way. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So before we move on from the ITNJ, just a couple of things. 
Firstly, Julie Bishop, whilst the foreign minister, expressed her support for the tribunal, (laughs) which is a bit weird. Uh, It's a claim that she has since denied, but there is photographs of her with them. So Uh I don't know. Maybe it's true. Secondly, a guy by the name of Robert David Steele acted as chief counsel for a while, and he has quite a resume. So after a career in various government agencies, he threw it all away to appear on the Alex Jones show, and he didn't hold back. He claimed NASA had a secret base on Mars that's populated by slaves who were kidnapped as children. Oh, for fuck's sake, will somebody think of the children on Mars? Oh, God, it's hard enough thinking of the children on Earth. Now we've got to worry about kids (laughs) stuck on Mars. Jesus Christ. The worst thing is, that's probably the best thing he said. So this guy is incredibly anti-Semitic. He described the Holocaust as being a contrived myth and Zionism as a cancer on humanity. He has said that Yitzhak Rabin... Israeli ex-Prime Minister was involved in the assassination of JFK and was also involved along with Dick Cheney in 9-11. He went on to be the organiser of Arise USA and they put together a tour in May of 2021. Arise is yet another Republican come Christian come QAnon brouhaha. The focus of the tour was obviously COVID's fake. He was later accused of stealing $30,000 from the tour's budget. So a nice guy. Uh, But then in August 2021, the karma bus came around the corner and hit him. And he died. From COVID. Um, You're looking at me. It's my fifth day of this strange, weird flu thing, uh, which people are howling with laughter and suggesting that I've got COVID. And considering I can't smell or taste anything at all, I wouldn't put it past, you know, the the lords of time to have afflicted me with something like that. But I can tell you it's more to do with the fact that I've been hugging and kissing and embracing uh, thousands of people with spiked proteins. A lot of people are coming up and speaking to us and people have been vaccinated and are clearly shedding. Okay, so that was a lot. We've established that Sasha has deep roots in this movement and can assemble leading names. Just recently, he has advertised a series of lives with Del Bigtree, Robert Malone, Naomi Wolf, Sherry Tenpenny and others. But let's talk about his links to the Australian movement. They're not getting what they wanted to get with the whole COVID narrative purely because of the fact that what they thought was going to be our you know, their their strongest bit of ammunition against us, which was social media, I don't think they counted on the fact there would be such a dissemination of information on the other end that would counter all of their so-called messages, no matter how strong they are, no matter how many different media outlets they've controlled. I believe that they didn't anticipate there was going to be this much of a pushback and they didn't anticipate, though we're all small bits of the puzzle, Because we're all working together, the information's still getting out there and getting out to a lot of people and changing a lot of people's minds in terms of what's actually going on here. So um, I think that people need to be especially vigilant now because if they're taking their foot off the pedal with 
the, the COVID narrative, I believe it's because they're t- it's time to bring in the climate change narrative. And okay. the reason I... The reason I believe that is because COVID took away our individual rights as people. COVID has created a framework within society so people are conditioned and are comfortable with the fact that the government says jump and they say how high. Now everyone's used to curfews. Everyone's used to lockdowns. Everyone's used to, um, you know, the government giving you a radius of how far away you can move from your home and implemented all of this legislation with severely egregious measures where they openly say, yes, it does impede on your human rights, but that's not a problem because we've got a bigger problem to deal with. Now, you can take that same conversation and all you need to do is take out COVID and implement the fact that the, the planet is is in trouble and now they're going to come after our property. I believe they got what they wanted out of the COVID narrative and now the climate change narrative is coming after our property and removing everyone from private land. I, I'm, I believe in my heart that, that they don't take their foot off the pedal for no reason. The enemy does not back away when, they were, when you're severely outnumbered for a reason, unless it is in the, within their tactics to do so. Okay. I mean, bearing in mind, Farnas, that the COVID was the pretext for ushering in a global sterilization program. One, secondly, create a soul hacking bypass at the mitochondrial level. These are the two things that are absolutely certain now after two years. So soul bypass, soul hacking, technology interventionism of the worst order of magnitude, talking demonic shit, and, and the other piece, obviously, sterilizing uh, humanity. Next generation, it's lights out. So... In that sense, they've succeeded in what you call the egregious agenda. Thanos has been appearing on Sasha's shows from as far back as August 2020. Funnily enough, he was talking about the smiley face protest. We spoke about that in our Melbourne episodes. The connection between them is Nate Max, who is a good friend of Thanos and who is also a regular on Sasha's channel and used to work at the resort in Bali. So they're all pretty close. Mm -hmm. And as pointed out to us by the Dirt Unit podcast, it was in fact Sasha that red-pilled Thanos. So thanks for that, Sasha. (laughs) Oh, my God. And just call out Dirt Unit podcast if you guys haven't listened to it. It's very, very good. It is. And in light of that, a meme just sent through to me by somebody. When a guy who has enough money to end world hunger, end poverty, regenerate the soil and clean the oceans, instead chooses to pump his money into releasing GMO mosquitoes, blocking out the sun, creating fake meat and producing toxic vaccinations for 7 billion souls. Well, you have to ask yourself why. (laughs) David, I'm sure you've got the answer to that. But uh, let's just introduce our next panelist, David O'Neillio, an Aussie warrior speaking out about the tyranny taking place in Australia today. Uh, this this panel, of course, is the Australasian panel. Dave, you're very welcome. We had a delightful chat uh, the other day. Um, in, in two or three minutes, no more, I'm afraid, because we've got a, we have a little bit tight schedules today. But please, Dave, give us your status quo, your take on the status quo. Thank you, Sasha. Thank you, everyone. Absolute honor to be here. And I'll, I'll keep it pretty brief and keep it to the point, guys. But the reality is, is that Australia is under all-out attack right now. Um, The country is in a state of, I guess, shock, disbelief, uh, fear, and also the flip side of that is there's also a massive awakening happening right now. But I've been documenting for the last five years the extensive uh, spraying aerosol deployment program, weather engineering, geoengineering across Australian skies. It has been relentless for the last fortnight. 
I've never seen so many aerosol deployments over the skies of Australia. I've got people inboxing me daily from every single part of Australia. There is a serious, serious program being rolled out here right now. Uh, let, let's invite um, Australia's favourite health guru, um, the rock star of uh, Celeries and all things righteous, um, Chef Pete Evans, number one selling health and wellness author in Australia, the creator of the award-winning film The Magic Pill. His latest documentary just released is titled The Magic Plant. That sounds dubious. Pete, you're going to have to explain that one to us. <laughs> you're very hey. welcome. Uh, how are you doing? Sasha, I'm doing great, David and everybody. Thanks for having me on this platform and hello to everybody out there listening and watching as well. Um, wow. I was thinking about what it, what it is that I wanted to express tonight and or this morning, wherever you are, and I can't help but think back to a, a shaman that said, no matter how dark it gets, always head towards the light. And I do believe we are going through the dark night of the soul collectively. And this is our shamanic journey on this planet at this particular point in time in history. And it is a hero's journey and a heroine's journey that we are all experiencing at the moment. And no matter how tough it is, hold on to the light, search for that light, it, it exists. We are seeing this now with with such a platform like this is with the outpouring and the connection and the networking with amazing minds from around the globe. Whether you're listening at home, you are the solution to this. You are the solution. You have the ability to not only change your own reality, but to be that light or that brightness for other people that are going through the dark night currently. Use all of the assets that you have. Use all of the strengths that you have to be that, that guiding light for yourself, for your family, for your community, for the planet. That, that is my message. And I honestly believe in Australia, because we are talking about Australia in this part of the world at the moment, that our tribal, the tribal people of Australia, especially the OSTF, they hold the answers for us all. They hold a, a key in which we will be eternally grateful for their wisdom, for their culture, and for their resilience over the last 200 plus years. And I am looking forward to working with them, learning from them, and walking beside them to help bring this country back to its former glory. Another two familiar voices there, obviously the first one being Mr On Eggs and the second one old mate Pete Evans. It was interesting that Pete mentioned OSTF, which is Original Sovereign Tribal Federation, headed up by Mark McMurtry and David Cole. Pete and Mark were linked together in the failed nightcap development in northern New South Wales, and David Cole was in and around the Canberra protests. He's also appeared with Sasha, peddling the story of Indigenous Australians being held down and forced vaccinated. This man's been fighting for children and Indigenous people of Australia against crimes, against humanity and the genocide taking place. Dave, you're very welcome, brother. Thanks for having me on, brother. Good to talk to you. Status quo, <laughs> what's happening on the ground? Three minutes, three minutes. please go. Okay. Um, currently, our people are being smashed by this bioweapon across Australia. 
they are doing the dry runs on our communities. Everything that's been pushed out with the New World Order has been trialled on us for many years. The basic income card, all these things are trialled on the tribal people of this land to see how they can roll it out, and then they push it out to the rest of society. Currently, right now, we have uh, police, we have military involvement. I've got no um, evidence from community of military pinning down people and forcing them, but military are involved in the operations. We have task force, we have police, and we have health workers going out to our remote communities, locking down the communities. Nobody can travel in and out. They are forcing people through duress, pressure. They're telling people you can't eat in the store, you can't leave the community, you can't go hunting, you can't leave your house, and if you do, they're getting fined $5,000. People who are trying to flee the community to get out of there to avoid this bioweapon are being fined $5,000. And people who are trying to get into uh, bigger townships to get food are being fined for leaving the community. So people are being locked down, coerced. They're being told you can't play football, you can't go to the shop, you can't do anything. And if you don't get this thing, you're going to die. So they're being lied to. They're not being informed on both sides of the um, uh, the risks involved with this bioweapon and they're being coerced and pressured. And we are getting some communities. We just got a report yesterday that an entire community with over a couple of thousand has been hit from 11-year-olds up. Another community, over 250 um, people have been hit by this bioweapon. Um, um, that's in Robinson River. We have another community. Um, uh, we have about five, six communities that they're absolutely smashing at the moment. Um, they're not informing the people. They are using jurists and pressure, and that's as good as holding them down because our people, a majority of our people in these remote areas, English is like their sixth, seventh, eighth language. So to, to have a short conversation with people, to put fear into them, to not give them both sides of the argument is deception and it's making our people so fearful that they think if they don't get this they're going to die and they are tricking they are going for the uh they're trying to develop the north they're going for the water they're coming for the resources and they are they are smashing our people to um to get to the land this is a land grab this has nothing to do with health um i've been watching this rollout for many years um they put the intervention in in the northern territory to condition everyone into a position of um um subservient um, um, just, to, just to follow these draconian laws um, and now they're pumping out this bioweapon and um, I'm on the ground, I'm talking directly with the community, I'm talking directly with the elders they don't want this thing, they're very scared, they're getting forced um, and many people, many people are being told you have to have it whether you like it or not Finally, I want to introduce Morgan Jonas from Melbourne, the partner of a hallowed saint of Australia uh, known as Monica Smith. Uh, any of those of you who pay any attention uh, to the treason unfurling on your streets in Australia will know that Monica Smith is really on the very front line, on the very tip of the spear uh, in the news uh, headlines this week and last week. Uh, Morgan is also host of the MCJ Report. Oh, no. Poor Morg, only there as a representative of Australia's second Saint Monmon. Wonder how often that grated on his very last nerve. Oh, he must have. She totally took all the limelight from him. It's got to be a factor. It's got to be a factor in the breakup, doesn't it? Oh, 
We saw his face. We knew the moment that they broke up was the Maria Z infamous interview where she's literally standing in front of him talking about how all of her plans and he is just dying. His face inside. His face. (laughs) It's just very funny. It might be one of my best videos. It is. I love it. I just sometimes have a memory of his face in that video. Oh, yes. (laughs) Poor Mark. So that brings us to everyone's favourite, Big Rick. I would agree with that 100% because the one thing that you have that Donald Trump has is a protection from somewhere else. And that, that's beautiful to see. I've never seen a president that's gone through the amount of abuse for three and a half years look younger than when he started and coming out of hospital looking even younger. And uh, you're looking younger yourself, Sasha. No, oh, well, that's very kind of you, Charlie. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting, I'm up there. I'm up there in my age, but uh, thank you for that. I think I'll attribute that to the fact that, um, and I know I, that Ricardo sh- and I share this, that with this Christed energy, this revelation, this revelatory energy field um, that is just enveloping, enveloping the world. And, and ah, it's a beautifully empowering um, phenomenon for those of us who are unafraid. And again, it does come down to, you know, yea, though I walk through the valley of death, because this is the valley of death, friends. This is the valley of death. And we are walking in that valley of death. But if you fear no evil, you can absolutely walk that walk. And in point of fact, you come out the other end, looking younger, feeling better, because all you're doing is transcoding that, that, that Christed energy of truth and revelation and right action and remedy. That's what we're all about. That's why we gathered for this conversation. I love how when famous people look younger, it's adrenochrome. When they look younger, it's because the truth has set them free. That live was hosted by Charlie Ward and also featured Jamie McIntyre of all people. So again, Sasha has shared the screen with many Aussies over the journey. So there's, exactly there's an executive, there's executive branches of government. I'm going to, because I want to bring Ricardo in here. Sorry, uh, Charlie, jumping no. in here, but it, the executive and the legislative aspect is, needs to be attended to if we're going to see pr- pure truth prevail. Otherwise, we're talking to ourselves. Uh, it's, yeah. it's getting people like Ricardo uh, shoehorned into power in order to be able to take down this Leviathan to allow for pure truth to prevail. So to that, to that end, it might be good to hear from Ricardo yep. about what it is that he needs right now on the ground because the, the, the rubber is hitting the road in Australia. Time, the, the, the clock is ticking. And Ricardo, let us know exactly what it is that you need from Australians and people around the world to step up to the plate to assist you. Sure, absolutely. Just before I do, though, uh, Jamie's dead right. Multiple sources uh, who are speaking... Facts, real news. Like, for example, in Australia, Australians are, are discovering a couple of things. One, the constitution we have is, is un- it's been changed unconstitutionally, and the original constitution, regardless of that fact, is woefully inadequate. Australians are discovering that they have no rights, none. And I just sow the seed and say, well, maybe we need to look at that to get that, that thinking going. Then I can say things like, and it wouldn't get out except for citizen journalism, that in Western Australia... And in one of the three Australian states, Western Australia, Victoria, and uh, and Queensland, uh, Queensland, I think, the law is that police may hold you down and forcibly inject you with a vaccine. And these laws were passed three, four, five years ago. And then people look at me and say, "Well, that's a lie." And I say, 
Check it out for yourself. Have a look at the legislation. Hansard, it's there. This was 2020, but could easily be today. Ricardo's talking points have never really changed through this whole journey, and people overseas still see him as this amazing political leader who is on the cusp of taking over. Uh, speak uh, about this, um, uh, Scotty, and any questions you have of the great man himself here, Ricardo Bossi. Hello, sir, Ricardo Bossi. How are you? Thank you. For Absolutely outstanding. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I come to you today on behalf of my buddies in Australia. I have some very close friends. So I rang them up and said, what would you like me to say to Mr. Bossy? Much better coming from some Aussies than from me. So I'm reading his uh, WhatsApp message to me. Uh, by the way, they love you. But nonetheless, in my opinion, Ricardo needs to rethink things like winning a seat in Parliament. He failed to achieve that. People aren't listening. They just aren't. Like I say, we do love him, but he needs a new strategy because the current one has failed. Now, the question they have, first of all, they think you know a lot more than you're letting on about post when the cabal's defeated. What does Australia look like? And Trump consistently drops messages and cue proofs and things that let us know what America will look like. They'd like you to see, they'd like you to do more of that, but they have a very specific concern. They uh, they just love the American Constitution, my Aussie friends. They want to know if after this is all over, will Australia get a constitution like America with the First and Second Amendment? Because you really don't have free speech and gun rights in, in your country. Oh, right. And America does. <laughs> over to you, America. Well, to some extent. <laughs> Ooh, ouch. That one had to hurt. This was from a more recent live back in July of this year. Of course, he answered this question in typical Bosey fashion. It's all part of the bigger strategy, guys. We are winning. You just have to trust the plan. It was a signal to the White Hats that we are ready. (laughs) (laughs) And then about a month ago, Sasha shared the screen with everyone's favourite tradie, Darren Bergwer, talking all things my place. Very good. Uh, I'd like to comment to all of the above. Um, it seems to me that uh, you've already um, established as one of the most progressive and accomplished um, sort of community models. Uh, you seem to be franchising amongst uh, people in the right way organically. That seems to me that you've covered pretty much all of the of the bases, and and I think it's remarkable. I take my hat off to you if I had one on my head, but um, I, I would ask a couple of hard uh, questions. Um, and this is more um, kind of philosophical than anything else. But it, the, the, the bottom line, as you well know, is this fictitious um, idea called government, which, as you also know, means in its etymology, mind control. And that's the meaning of it. That's what it was set up to do and to be. It's managed to uh, to terrorize uh, people. The the, the COVID, um, so-called COVID uh, lockdown scenario, uh, obviously was the genesis seed uh, of your community. So we have to thank uh, the Luciferian, the fiction, the false light. We have to thank that, uh, c- that um, uh, orchestra of evil because it actually acted as the contrast, which uh, you identified the seeding of this amazing movement. Um, That is something to rejoice. While Sasha thought the growth of my place was impressive, he actually called it a franchise model, which I thought 
which I thought was a pretty good description. It is actually. Of it actually. I was like, oh, hang on. That's not yeah. bad. We might use that. Thanks, Sasha. <laughs> yeah. He did question how many people say they are sovereign yet continue to pay taxes and engage with this fictitious government. He believes that people should refuse to engage in any legal framework and instead set up community councils to deal with legal issues. And we know that this is the actual plan for my place. It lines up with their people's council ideas. And we've heard Spiros talk about them having sheriffs and deputies. At one point, Sasha said that if 85 people lodged their paperwork on the same day, it would bring the justice system in the UK <laughs> to its knees. Uh, it's God. like, would it though? Really? 85? <laughs> doesn't seem like a lot of people to lodge paperwork to make the entire justice system in the United Kingdom just stop. No. Mm. The funniest part in this chat, though, is where they start to talk about a video that's been passed around their channels. And I've actually seen this video. So in the video, someone asks a panel of three people, what makes America a great country? Two of them answer as expected with stuff about it being the land of the free. But the other one says it isn't a great country anymore and cites all the reasons why. They love this clip as it's proof positive that the world is waking up. But the clip is from a TV show <laughs> called Newsroom and it aired back in 2012. This is one of my favorite TV <laughs> shows. <laughs> And it's from the like the very first the very first episode, but they genuinely are looking at it like it's real, <laughs> and then well, it's proof somehow. <laughs> it's like it's a TV show. They often do that, don't they? They're like this. Watch the movies. They take too much out of TV shows and movies. All those producers and actors all in on everything. <laughs> Just so silly. Sauce. We've just gone through a lot of stuff about Sasha. He's been around for a long time. He's very connected globally. He has a lot of projects that he works on. We know his reach, 300,000 followers on one of his Facebook pages. Youch. Mm. He has YouTube, Rumble, Twitter, Telegram, his own website. But it all feels very sanitized. Who is he really? Well, to start with, his name isn't Sasha Stone. It's Simon Adams. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound as boho spiritual as Sasha. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah, Simon. <laughs> no wonder he changed it. <laughs> Simo. It's Simo. <laughs> Does not fit his image. <laughs> and his dad is called Sir Walter Adams, who was a Rockefeller fellow in the United States from 1929 to 1930. Hmm. He what? was all... Yeah, he was deputy head of the British Political Warfare Mission in the US from 1942 to 1944, and as assistant deputy director general of the Political Intelligence Department of the Foreign Office in 1945. So there you go. There's his daddy. Hmm. But wait, did you say Rockefeller? So that plus his connections to the UN, the Vatican and the Knights of Malta, that would surely be sending all the red flags. Hmm. Yeah. So Sasha was born to one of Walter's many mistresses and his stepmother, Walter's wife, was actually the child of Russian nobility. Oh my God. Hmm. 
His sister is Toeen Adams, and she's a sculptor. And her creations are, well, a little bit occult. So links to the UN, tick, to the Vatican, tick, father is connected to Rockefellers, tick, sister creates occult art. God, I wish Kaz listened to our podcast. She'd have a field day on this. I don't know how she's missed this, to be honest. Mm. Incredible. I think you can see why there's a lot of people inside and outside the movement who think Sasha might be controlled opposition, that he works for the UN or British military intelligence. I'm starting to think this. (laughs) Great. (laughs) So this belief for a lot of people gathered steam when the International Tribunal for Natural Justice held a trial to look at satanic ritual abuse with Fiona Barnett as one of the witnesses. So just a trigger warning here. This is a very brief explanation on who Fiona is, but we will be doing an episode in the future to discuss claims made by Fiona and others. Fiona claims to have been the victim of a pedophile ring, making allegations against many politicians, among others. This is from Media Watch back in 2015. But now to another example of sensational crime reporting and some far more remarkable allegations aired in the media 10 days ago. A woman who says she was the victim of an alleged pedophile ring operating in the 1970s has made explosive claims in Sydney today. Fiona Barnett spoke at a press conference along with members of abuse survivor group SNAP. I was prostituted to pedophile parties at Parliament House Canberra. The people involved in this elite pedophile ring included high-ranking politicians, police and judiciary. And that was just the start of it. Barnett claimed that at least three former Australian Prime Ministers were involved and that the ring is still operating today. And after AAP filed the story, a large number of websites picked it up and reported... Fiona Barnett also claims she witnessed hundreds of crimes, including murder, rape, abduction and torture. Lismore's Northern Star and Tweed Daily News also told readers she had made some even more startling allegations. Ms Barnett recounted a story about being shown as a child what happened to traitors who spoke out. She alleged she witnessed a man being tied to two tractors which drove in opposite directions, tearing him limb from limb. Are we beginning to have concerns about her credibility here? Part of Barnett's reason for speaking out was to claim that this prime ministerial pedophile ring has been covered up by people in power. As news.com.au reported, she'd told her story many times but had always been ignored. Ms Barnett said she had taken the allegations to multiple health professionals in the 1980s, New South Wales Police in 2008 and approached the Royal Commission in 2013. She said she and other victims of VIP perpetrators were stonewalled by authorities. Hmm, surely a sign there might be no evidence for her remarkable claims. Yet all these media outlets ran with her story and only news.com.au saw fit to suggest it might not stack up by including this statement from ACT Police, noting... The matter was thoroughly investigated by ACT Policing's Operation Attest and there was no evidence to substantiate the complainant's allegations. So parts of Fiona's testimony have allegedly been removed from the records created by the tribunal, which people Mm. believe shows that Sasha was protecting people who may have been 
impacted by the evidence. Some volunteers who worked at ITNG have said that they were told to stay away from specific cases or high-profile people. One of the loudest voices around this was Kevin Annette, a Canadian ex-minister who spent a lot of time looking into abuse at Canada's residential schools. He says he received threats from Sasha, implying that if he didn't stop asking questions, he might find himself subject to a mental health assessment. So wait, isn't Kevin Annette the guy that has his own country? He does have his own country. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. The Republic of Canada, as as opposed to Canada. Is it Canada? Is it supposed to be Kanata? Kanata? K-A-N-A-T-A. Look him up. He's very interesting. I will actually after this. Yeah, that's a very whole other thing. Also runs tribunals and things. Oh, I love it. Other people find it strange that Sasha has never been deplatformed. Ooh. And that he seems to be able to dodge the fact checkers. And uh. obviously there are questions around his lifestyle, living half the year in his luxurious Bali resort. Oh, my God. He's got tunnels. We know he's got tunnels <laughs> under there. He has to. <laughs> I can see why people have questions. I've got questions. Like, seriously, I think we all should be having some questions. It is very odd. I mean, poor Christian Mac had one photo, one photo from the Freemason Lodge that he went to because his granddad asked him to. He was I think like, it was like a dinner. And, and he then was that was destroyed. <laughs> Come on, guys, wake up. Because the, the, the kind of subhuman um, um, Marxist pricks that we've actually been rubbing shoulders with, and I mean you and me, for a long time, those are the guys who are now in position as the proxies of the old Sabbatean old guard, and they're the ones doing the real destruction to media, academia, social media, uh, business, the high street, the whole goddamn caboodle. What do you say about that? Sasha talks a lot about the Sabatines, and it's his version of blood libel, which is a claim that has been proven to be untrue, but is often repeated. Sasha believes that humanity is ruled by the elite, hidden masters, which he refers to as the Illuminati, the Babylonian blood cult, the Luciferians, and the Sabatians, and blames the world's current woes on Sabbatian Zionist Lurian Kabbalists behind the veil, referring to followers of a 16th century Kabbalist leader. Why am I not surprised that he uses coded language to perpetuate a right-wing agenda? Very good. Well, actually, what you've just described will be the antidote to two-party politics all around the world because the, the jig is up. The jig is up with the with the Rothschildian Cronus stable owning both horses in every game, in every country, in every election, because that's what 
the, the two-party political system is all about, with a couple of fringe uh, parties being allowed to come in uh, and, and poo on the, on the carpet from time to time just to keep the giggle, giggles going. But what you're saying is that this is a new centrist, I like centrism, a centrist um, element that's coming in to basically cleave its way in to the rigged party political system planetarily and create the bifurcation in the, in the political ecology once and for all. That's what I'm hearing. And is that a play for a real new world order? Because I hear your detractors and my detractors uh, going, you know, because of course we're controlled opposition as well, in case you didn't know that, David. And you're very well paid, I think. You know, I haven't checked the, my bank accounts lately, but. Ah, the Rothschild connection. What a surprise. And you can tell that the accusation of being controlled opposition bothers him even though he's trying to make light of it. Yeah, they hate it. In that video, he's actually talking to David Avocado Wolf. So like I said, he speaks to me. There's not a person he hasn't spoken to. I read that he'd said, how is it that in Prime Minister Winston Churchill's President Dwight Eisenhower's and General Charles de Gaulle's autobiographies published between 1948 and 1959 Three irrefutable books with over 7,000 pages of first-hand historical record, we learn nothing, not a single thing, of gas chambers, genocide or reference to a purported 6 million Jewish victims of the war. At a separate event, he suggested that the idea that Hitler was a big, bad, scary guy is very compelling and spellbinding, and that 90% of the facts that we know about World War II were introduced in 1952. Mm, yep, you don't have to look very far with these guys to find it, hey? They like, all land here. They might all use a different set of words, you know, like sabotine, <laughs> they, them, global elites. It's just the same thing. They just don't want to say it out loud. I want to finish on this next clip and I do want to give a trigger warning again and actually an apology for including it. But I think it really demonstrates that while Sasha has spent more than a decade cultivating an image of almost hippie-like beliefs with his projects that he says are aimed at spreading love across the planet, it's just an image. It's not what's at his core. He doesn't want everyone to live a life of bliss. He wants to exclude people from that happy life. He has the same views as all the other bad faith actors in this movement. Everything in, in the theatre of life is aimed at that. And now the way that um, this whole movement, this Fabianist movement, um, and I don't want to target transgenderism because I get rocks at the head for that. I've got nothing nothing against anyone wanting to, to wear high heels or to uh, pretend at being what they're not in, in their own living room. I've got, or in a nightclub, I don't give a damn about any of that. Um, but don't you dare, don't you dare try and establish a goddamn movement that has got some legal premise where you are permitted to mind fuck my kids in a classroom with your hookers and your disgusting Fabianist Satanism. No, absolutely not. I'll take a cricket back to the back of your head if you come near my children like that. That's the point, you know, that uh, the, the divisiveness that is being now forced upon us uh, through government and through this kind of, again, Fabianist agenda 
um, is a savage assault against reason and against uh, our humanity. And there it is. They're all so sterile and boring. They will be so horrible to their children if their children turn out gay or trans. Their love is literally conditional. Mm. Don't you dare turn my kids gay or trans. I can't have that. My kids are going to be pure because they're unvaccinated and perfect because they're straight and ascended, built in my image. Anything outside that realm is a major threat to me. But like you said at the start, We could go on and on about Sasha. He is a content creator's dream. Hours and hours of videos to look at. Sometimes he does these five-hour live streams with like 20 or 30 guests. It's crazy. Thank you for listening and for letting me go off on a tangent on Sasha Stone. He's someone that, you know, I think that we do need to recognize. He's very much a pretty big part of this movement. And while he's not, you know, doing lives every night and maybe we're not seeing him on our Twitter feeds, he is very big. He has reach. He's very well connected. He literally is on someone's show every day of the week or he has someone on one of his shows every day of the week so that's kind of why we went there so it's a little bit different we don't normally go outside our little australian bubble (laughs) yeah so but this one in this particular case we were looking at the influence at the influencer of the australian movement absolutely and i think that's a really good way of looking at it he is an influencer of the people that we see as influencers so we do hope that you enjoyed it uh it would be amazing if you could help us get our little podcast out there a little bit more. Um, So, you know, share it with people you know, give us a plug on your socials, give us a rating, whatever it might be. Yeah, please do. Please share anything positive that you liked about it and give us any feedback. But you can follow us on... X, I guess I have to call it now. I'm calling it Twitter. I'm not. I'm not letting. Oh, I just call it. I call it Twitter X. <laughs> <laughs> so we're over there on Sauce One Four Nine and Sunny Sandy L. That's Sandy with two E's. And we also have a Patreon set up. We will pop a link in the show notes, and you can support our podcast and the work we do that way. And there are also tiers to allow you to gain access to a Patreon community where we can share exclusive content directly to you in real time with links, videos, news, articles, all things conspiracy, political and societal. Sauce and I will speak more on that in upcoming episodes, but go check it out. Our podcast episodes remain free as is for everyone though. So if you can't afford to support us, don't worry, we're not going anywhere and you can still find us on TwitterX. We will now leave you with some more of Sasha's views, in particular a recent video he posted on his Facebook page about what he theorises happened in Maui with the fires. It's not going to disappoint. And I've just got one last thing to say. Go boys. Take care everyone. Bye. Bye everyone. (laughs) Bye. To ask the question about the Maui fires, it's evidential, it's forensically uh, evidential fact, Um, it's pure science, and we've been warning about this for a great many years. The Maui fires were systemic, 
deliberate, premeditated, and strategically, tactically planned uh, directed energy weapons uh, systems being deployed uh, by the shadow government, which is pretty much leached into becoming government proper. Uh, if you figure that most of these sons of bitches who are wearing uniforms in the military and the intelligence uh, in the United States of America uh, principally are in collusion now with the satanic agenda because they are loveless, godless uh, creatures who have uh, trespassed their own conscience in the main uh, and have now entered into full collusion and conspiracy with the the, the deep state, so to speak. So we're going to now um, enter into a new territory where we see the the shadow government, the deep state, has actually transmogrified into government proper. So we're almost at this nexus point where anyone remaining in government, remaining in station in office in the military or the intelligence, the institutions of governance, anyone remaining in those stations beyond this point are now committing de facto and de jure treason and a genocide against their own people, which the last time I looked is punishable by death, by a bullet through the fucking heart, which is exactly what these creatures deserve uh, when they get routed out and get routed out, they most certainly will. So the Maui fire storm is redolent of the great words of wisdom by one of the greatest thinkers in the last uh, century, who's no longer with us, Ter the great Terence McKenna, uh, who ate copious amounts of mushrooms. And uh, being a very brilliant mathematician and professor, he was courageous enough to go into that arena um, using his extraordinary intellect, communicate with the mycelium. And what they communicated to him about 20-odd years ago, shortly before he died, he explained that we were about to move into um, the sort of flick of the scorpion's tail, so to speak, where we were going to enter into a civilizational syndrome of madness. And he called it a firestorm in a madhouse at the end of time. And that's exactly what we've entered into 20, uh, about 11 years after the closing of the Long Count Sulkin 2012. So in a sense, it's perfect when you look at Maui and you look at the fact that this horrific apocalyptic scenario is a perfect technicolored, forensically evidenced um, weaponization of government against the people. So from the mayoralty, the mayor on the ground, the governors on the ground, the administrators, the, um, the, the fire service, the police, the emergency services, uh, all of them, all of those folks wearing uniforms who swore oaths are now under the gun. They are the ones who are now facing the wrath of God and God as Vox Populi, Vox Dei reminds us in Latin, the voice of God is the voice of the people. So we're about to see that uprising courtesy of Maui. We must always see these apocalyptic and Armageddonist scenarios for what they are. Perfectly anointed and perfectly appointed geometry in the perfect now. And that's what's going to unlock and unleash the pulse of humanity. So I'm, I've trained myself to be able to 
see these events unfold in real time, not be identified with the horror of them. Every small story connected to every individual, every family, uh, every community that were blitzkrieged in Maui and are continuing to die and be blitzkrieged by the weaponization of the government in Hawaii, Every single individual at the fractal level has a story to tell, and every story is a perfect story. And it's the story of humanity. It's the story of our trial of separation. And there's a lot of remedy that's going to come from this. It's not that Hawaii was attacked. It's that Hawaii invoked the attack in Hawaii. Hawaii contains Christic codes. Hawaii is an immensely powerful a portal, Stargate, however you want to couch the vernacular. And it is for that reason that that savage attack has taken place by the Babylonian Mysterium cult to try to cut off the telluric and elemental connection of this earth uh, to the Atman, to the Godhead, because in that sense, Hawaii is so immensely powerful and important. Um, I just want to underscore the fact that Hawaii is a seminal Christic portal and node, um, and it's a vital one. And it was very appropriate and relevant that it received the strike um, as it has done, because it will be the portal to transmute those hyperdimensional energetics and forces into the other. Um, that's the good news about it. You have to be able to see that when you see these kind of savage assaults. So the short answer to the question is, yes, uh, that was a, a strategic and tactical directed energy weapons assault against Hawaii.